It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills. And welcome into the Sports Fan on this 17th day of August, 6.07 on the clock. And here in southeast Ohio, currently 83 degrees and mostly sunny outside. Mills on the mic, and I think Joey Medoll will join me a little bit later. It was a quick end to the Columbus Blue Jackets as the Blue Jackets defeated, or they lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning by a score of 2-1. to one. We'll take a short break right here. We'll deep, uh, dig down deep into it. And be right back. You're listening to Sportsman at 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. If there's something strange in your backyard, who are you going to call? Howard Septic! If there's something smelly and looks kind of weird, who are you going to call? Howard Septic! No Porta John for your event? Need a pot for your construction site? Who are you going to call? Howard Septic! If you're needing our help, pick up the phone and call Howard Septic at 740-662-2603. When there's something strange lurking under your bed. Who are you going to call? Dustbusters! Athens Dustbusters are a licensed, bonded, husband and wife team that offer up top-of-the-line janitorial services at great prices, and they serve commercial and residences across Southeast Ohio. As the seasons change, don't worry about the cleanup. Call Athens Dustbusters at 740-541-7113 for a free quote. But don't just take our word about the Athens Dustbusters. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm John. And we're Athens Dustbusters, and we will bust your dust. Join us each week for Auto Smarts. You'll never know who will show up. Jay Leno, welcome to Auto Smarts. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Tom Garlitz, thanks for everything. Thank you so much. Bill Engvall. And Bill, how are you today, sir? I'm doing just great. The one and only Carl Edwards joins us today. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing really good, and uh, thank you for having me on. This is cool. So come on. Join in the fun. That's Auto Smarts. Friday afternoons at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. Breast cancer is not canceled. The Susan G. Coleman Columbus Virtual Southeast Ohio More Than Pink Walk is your opportunity to walk where you are and fundraise on behalf of those affected by breast cancer. People facing breast cancer need us now more than ever. Don't miss a virtual More Than Pink Walk on Saturday, September 19th. Every step we take helps women and men facing breast cancer today and brings us closer to a world without breast cancer. Register for free today. Visit ColemanColumbus.org. You're listening to 970 WATH and the Sports Fan. And it's the Sports Fan right here on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. Mills the Mike take it up until 7 o'clock today on this 17th day of August, 610 on the clock. And again, around 80 degrees or so, 83 degrees and mostly sunny outside. Uh, Sportsman presented by J&K Contracting, and what a wild weekend it was for sports. Uh, of course, you know, starting off with the Cincinnati Reds, the Reds uh, testing positive after their first game against the Pirates, which is a little bit disappointing because that would have been a good Pirates series, I think, for the Reds. Uh, of course, picking up the win in Game One of that series, and then it was always it's always been chippy with the Reds and the Pirates. Uh, so maybe you, we would have seen you know some uh, competitive spirit. Uh, between the two over the weekends, but that was, uh, of course, cut short because of the COVID concerns. We're still waiting to hear back on the Cincinnati Reds and see when they can resume. They're supposed to have a game against the Kansas City Royals, I believe, uh, coming up tomorrow. It's either the Royals or the Cardinals, uh, but as of right now, the uh, the game for the Reds, as I take a look at the schedule right here, uh, it is the Kansas City Royals at 8.05 tomorrow. Uh, so with the Reds, we got to wait and see. That game has not been postponed yet, but of course the Reds game today 
and the two Reds games on Saturday and Sunday were both postponed. So um, health and safety is of the utmost importance for them. And, of course, uh, you want to see them play. You want to see them go out there and compete. Uh, but, unfortunately, you know, you got to wait for the test, wait to see what happens. And as of right now, you know, we'll, uh, we're just in that waiting game. What just happened, Columbus Blue Jackets fall to the Tampa Bay Lightning. That was a 2-1 to score. Uh, going over the scoring a little bit for the Lightning. Uh, but Barclay Goodrow, Yanni Gord scored, and Andre Valeski made uh, 28 saves. Tampa Bay Lightning gets a 2-1 to win against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Now they have a 3-1 to lead over the Blue Jackets in this series, and the Blue Jackets are now pushed to the brink. Uh, they played a good game. It seemed like they played a first good period, but uh, you know they did not take that into the periods number two and three. And, of course, Blue Jackets again falling by a score of two to one. They've been in it. They have been in every single game that they've played against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Of course, the five-overtime uh, game all the way back uh, in game one. And they win game two. Uh, and then uh, losing these previous two games... Again, it's just by one goal. You know, the Blue Jackets are in these games, but they just have not been able to uh, get over the hump and get the wins. They're as talented as anybody. It's a two versus seven. They beat the Tampa Bay Lightning last year. Uh, but as of right now, you know, they, uh, they are one game away from being eliminated from this postseason. But to be here, after all they lost at the beginning, I think is, uh, is important to take into consideration here. Because the Blue Jackets, nobody expect them to be in the position that they're in now. They've got one win against the Lightning. They won the play-in series against the Maple Leafs. But this is a team that I think has impressed. This is a, a young team that I think will get better as they continue to move on as a core group together. And it's a team, uh, you know, that is not out of it yet. You know, Tortorella was talking about it. And for John Tortorella, you know, he gets the most out of these players and as of right now, he just could not get the win today. <clears throat> but I think the future is bright for Columbus. Whether they're able to turn it around and get back into the series, or if they you know, are forced to you know, be eliminated and then have to come back and get ready for next year. Uh, but I do think that it is bright future ahead for Columbus, regardless of what happens uh, during this series, and Joey Medora joins us now on the sports fan. You know, it, it's a little bit of an abrupt sports fan. You know, this was supposed to be a long post-game show for Columbus, and then they had a couple technical difficulties. We couldn't hear the player interview, but when you're doing it over some kind of video chat or Zoom or whatever it may be, uh, they lost both player interviews. I mean, they had sets of two that they were supposed to have, and then on top of that, they lost the interview with John Tortorella, which you know cut the time down in the post-game. Uh, and he gives us a little bit longer of a sports fan here today. But, uh, you know, it, it was a, a hard-fought game, I think, Joey, uh, listened to this, and just Blue Jackets could not get out on top. They really couldn't uh, score a whole lot of goals. No, they only got one. So that's a pretty right. accurate statement. Just, just one. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's been a hard-fought series. Each game's been uh, decided by one goal. Uh, at least all of Tampa Bay's wins have. Of course, Columbus won that one game 3-1, to one, game 2. But uh, I just think right now we're kind of seeing a more mature Tampa Bay team that's been here in the postseason before. We have a this Columbus team that's pretty young. It's their first year playing together. They lost a lot of key players off their team last year. And uh, it's not the same team going against a pretty, still pretty powerful uh, Tampa Bay team. That uh, There's a reason they're second or the third seed in the, in the Eastern Conference this year. They're just as good as they were last year and uh, they had that experience of getting swept out of the first round I think that's playing a heavy part of this series as they don't want history to repeat itself so they've come out and played really sharp uh, done a really good job on the back end especially defensively and in the net and uh, they did just enough to score two goals which is all they needed to do to win today um, yeah I think it's, just, we're, it's really coming down to experience at this point I think it's a young Columbus team that a lot of these guys haven't really been in this spot before it's not the same team that swept, uh, that swept them last year well, I think you also have to take into consideration, yeah, I mean, they are young. They are a little bit inexperienced. But still, like, you got to be impressed with the way that Jonas Corposalo has played. You know, of course, setting the saves record in game number one with 85. Uh, you know, had 20 saves today. Uh, was 20 for 22. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much more you can ask from your goalie in this series. Uh, but I think Corposalo has definitely stepped up and has you know, proven himself as a, the starter in that in that uh 
in the net. You know, so I, Corpus Salo is good. Uh, you know, yeah. Seth Jones, uh, you know, Atkins. I mean, they, they, this is a good group of people. Uh, but, you know, they're pushed to the brink right now. And if they don't win uh, on their game, that's going to happen at 12 o'clock on Wednesday. Well, then, you know, it, it's, uh, it, it's the end of the road for them. But, again, I think the future is bright. You know, I think they have that core group of guys that they can go into the future and, and feel comfortable and feel confident in what they're throwing out on the ice day in and day out. Yeah, I mean, Vasilevsky uh, had an amazing game today. He had 28 saves. They scored. Uh, they had 29 shots. Pretty good amount. Columbus had their chances. Just had a tough time putting the puck in the net. And then, you know, that's just how it goes sometimes. Vasilevsky had a had a hot game. Um, you know, it, it was really staunch back and forth between two defenses in the first period. No one could really uh, get a good look on goal. Uh, there were a couple of good saves. But uh, I believe all the scoring came in the second period. It was two, all three goals. Yeah, everything came in the uh, the second period. Uh, it was zero zero after the first, two to one after the second, and that's how it ended uh, going into the third. But again, exciting game, good game to listen to, and uh, you know they, they just I guess wish them better luck next time, right? Um, but as they get into the postseason, as they uh, you know try to you know stave off uh, elimination. Um, you know, I think Tortorella is going to have this group ready to go, and you just got to wait and see. You know what comes twelve o'clock on Wednesday. Uh, but again, phone lines are open seven four zero five nine two six six four six seven four zero five nine two six six four six. Call into the sports fan. You listen to the game. Uh, call in. Give your reaction. Immediately just happened. Uh, so, what do you think about the Blue Jackets? Are they going to be able to you know get another win here, or do you think that they will be uh, you know trying to fight off and maybe get sent home out of the bubble uh, come at the end of the day on Wednesday. Uh, but the other news, of course, we mentioned it at the top of the hour, uh, Cincinnati Reds with the COVID concerns, they postponed their game on Saturday, postponed the game on Sunday, and then we're still waiting to hear back. Again, no game today. Uh, no game was scheduled for today. But we're waiting to hear back to see if this Kansas City you know, series is going to happen starting tomorrow. And I, I think that's a big concern there, Joey, because, you know, you saw what happened with the Marlins. You saw what happened with St. Louis. I mean, is St. Louis even playing any baseball right now? Did they get back? Yeah. Yeah, over the weekend they played. So they started on the weekend, but, I mean, they've been gone for about two weeks. Right. Yeah, they only so, played five games up until uh, they were took, like you said, like a two-week hiatus from, right. from playing, yeah. But you don't want that to happen, what happened with St. Louis. And what happened with Miami? Well, I mean, they're different situations, though. I would, and they and they are. The St. Louis thing confused me because uh, even the Marlins, who had, I believe, thirteen players, it was, and eighteen people total on the, around the team, uh, tested positive, but they were playing again within. Uh, it was within a week of each other. They had the series in Baltimore, I think, like three or four days later after they stopped playing. And then the Cardinals, who I don't remember what the number was for the amount of people that they had. I don't think it was as many though. And it took them forever to, to get back to play. And what the reports on the Reds is it's just one person they're concerned about right now, right? right. They know one person tested positive. Right. And then they tested negative the day after. Everybody, I guess, except for that one person. And then I think they tested, if they tested uh, yesterday, they tested negative again. They're waiting for that you know, third test uh, negative. To yeah. see if the rest of the team still does. So they'll be get, get back to play tomorrow. It's only three games at that point. I think you can very easily make that up. Um yeah, this the Cardinal situation is weird. Uh, they just seem to uh, take longer because the Marlins, what they did was uh, eventually they took all the guys that could no longer play and they had to call up a bunch of guys from their player pool that they're allowed to have, and they got back to playing. Whereas the Cardinals uh, just, you know, it was a, it's just a pro- prolonged uh, delay of them getting back to playing, and it, it, I, I don't really know why that was. But I guess the third time's a charm, right? I mean, you, you didn't. You weren't successful containing the outbreak in Miami. You know, it was a disaster in St. Louis, you know, which postponed all these games, which made St. Louis be two and three for like the last two weeks, right? Uh, so this time they're trying to get it right. This third time with another team having somebody test positive, they're trying to get this one right. And I don't think it's, you know, an overstatement or an understatement to say, listen, they want to be as safe and healthy as possible. So if there's any inkling that anybody might have, you know, a, a COVID concern, you know, they're going to shut it down. They're going to test. They're trying to get ready. 
and then they get moving. You know, play baseball when they can. I As think they should. Right. But the, the thing about this situation is you hear the Reds, they obviously canceled the weekend series. They tested Saturday, they tested Sunday, they're testing today. They're very actively trying to get back to play. You didn't really hear that about the Cardinals. It, it was just kind of like so much in the – it was really in the dark, I feel like. You just didn't understand. It was like, well, did the rest of the guys test negative? Like, well, what, why aren't we getting back to playing? Obviously, they're going to be certain that nobody else on the team got it, but it's just like with well, situations like the Marlins had where, you know, on a normal year, you have a 25-man roster, 13 guys would be over half the team, would have tested positive, they would have been unavailable to play. The Marlins were playing three, four days later. Right. But the Cardinals, for some reason, I don't, I don't, and it hasn't really been explained to me why, just had such a long, you know, delay on playing. And maybe that's because, did they have like an extended homestand or something? They didn't want anybody coming into their ballpark and potentially being exposed? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it was really just, you know, I guess a lack of uh, you know, understanding of who had it and when they had it. And, you know, I, I guess they weren't able to do the contact tracing that, you know, maybe Miami was able to successfully, you know, execute. Because if you know who has it, who spread it to who, you know, you're able to send those people to an alternate training site or you're able to send them and, and quarantine them and then bring up your people from that ultimate uh, alternate training site and then have them play at the major league level. Um, but for some reason, one reason or another, we don't know, the, uh, the Cardinals were not able to, to follow through and, and be able to, to do that. Uh, but, you know, the, the latest news, as we still wait for the news, there's supposed to be news coming from the Reds today, uh, but they're going to wait for the latest COVID-19 test results to see when they can resume the season. Uh, again, Pittsburgh this Saturday and Sunday postponed after a player tested positive. Uh, the Reds expect new results today. Major League Baseball will decide whether they can travel to Kansas City for a series scheduled to begin tomorrow. Uh, Cincinnati is the third team to have games postponed because of one of its players tested positive for COVID-19, joining the Marlins, and again, as we've been saying, the Cardinals. Uh, so, they, again, you got to wait and see, wait for the tests, and I wouldn't be surprised if sometime during this hour, because it's getting kind of late today, right? I mean, 624, it's about dinner time. People are still driving back from work and everything. 624 ain't late for me. I don't know about you. <laughs> uh, for, for maybe not for college students, <laughs> it's not late. Uh, but you know, for anybody else, it's probably late. Um, or getting to that point. But still, you know, th there's got to be some news. I, I would be shocked to see if the Reds you know, did not have... Uh, news by this by the end of broadcast at 7. So, I'll see. You know, I might be surprised. I might not be. But there's got to be a decision made, I would assume, pretty shortly, uh, whether the Reds are going to play tomorrow or not. Because you got to travel. you got to get everything situated. Uh, but, again, we'll have to wait and see what the Cincinnati Reds will do. we got a call on the line. Caller, you're on the sports fan. Well... Um, I would like uh, for you to explain what is going on with Ohio State and Justin Fields. And I'm going to hang up, and could you please elaborate on that and tell us what you think, please? Sure, absolutely. Thanks for the Thank call. Thank you, sir. Okay. So right now with Justin Fields in Ohio State, Justin Fields organized this whole petition, and he got a lot of players, and he got a lot of parents involved, and they are petitioning to Kevin Warren, the uh, the commissioner of the Big Ten, and they are trying to get the football season reinstated for 2020 through 2021. Uh, so for you know Kevin Warren, of course, you know, the commissioner of the Big Ten, he set up the schedule. Uh, they did what one non-conference game uh, for yeah the for Big the Ten schedule? was supposed to do one non-conference yeah. game because Ohio was still going to play Boston College. Or I was not the, uh, sorry, that's the ACC statement. But, yeah. yeah, I believe so. They were still doing one non-conference game. Yeah, so they were doing one non-conference game. They set up this whole schedule. Then six days later, uh, you know, Ohio State and, well, the Big Ten put a vote together. Uh, their presidents all came together, and they voted to postpone the fall season, which included football. Now, of course, you know, Ohio State is a big football college. Big Ten is a big football conference. You know, you got Penn State in there. You got Iowa. You got uh you know, a lot of you know big time Michigan, pro Nebraska. Michigan State, Nebraska, yeah. yeah, a lot of history in the Big Ten. A lot of history with with the Big Ten. Uh, so that's of course when you're postponing a season like that, that's going to upset a lot of people, including you know Justin Fields, who 
I'll give him some credit. You know, he's fighting for this season. Yeah. But, I mean, he's going to the NFL at the end of this year. And yeah. there's no doubt in my mind that he's going to get drafted by some team that needs a quarterback. Uh, but he put together this petition, and he's trying to petition the Big Ten to reinstate the 2020 football season. Uh, and that's kind of what's going on for there. I think... Yeah, and you're seeing a lot come from you know Ryan Day and a lot of other Ohio State players like Justin Fields. And I think a lot of that has to do was this must be Ohio State's year that uh, that they potentially could have been the best team in the country and played for a national championship. They got close last year. They lost a tough game against Clemson in the college football playoffs. But uh, this year, you know, they had everybody, pretty much everybody coming back off a team that you know won all their regular season games the year before, won the Big Ten title, and uh, had a tough loss, lost by three points. In the uh, or was it for, what was the final score of that game? The uh, the Clemson what was it like twenty eight twenty five or something? Yeah, that like sounds that? right. Yeah, uh, but anyway, they were right there last year, and they're bringing everybody back. They're bringing back their quarterback who was a stud. Uh, of course, they lost J.K. Dobbins, but they haven't really had issues finding running backs up at Ohio State in the past. So I think that's why you're seeing a lot of Ohio State players. You know, this petition came out from Justin Fields. I think they really do feel like this was the year that they could potentially put it all together and win it all as you got pulled up. It was 29-23, that Clemson-Ohio State game last year. But right. uh, but one loss for, for Ohio State. You know, I mean, this like you said, this was the season that I think if they were going to go out there and win this you know championship, that they could have done it this year. Uh, but the one thing that you got to take into consideration, too, is that if the less than 50% of the participants in the sport, right, like if less than 50% are playing volleyball, you know, NCAA is going to cancel the volleyball championship. They're not just going to do it because you know, it's not a, an accurate representation of NCAA Division I sports, right? Because if you say that you're the champion, but then you know, 60% of the league wasn't playing volleyball, well, sure, you might be able to claim that. Uh, but NCAA did cancel, you know, the fall sports championships, uh, but it did not cancel football championship yeah. yet. Well, I think the argument can be said a little bit differently for football because football is a sport where we don't really see a, a Cinderella story come up out of nowhere. The top programs are the top programs, and they're going to be the ones playing at the end of the season. And the conferences like the SEC, the ACC, the Pac-12, they're all still playing. And those are the top dogs that would still be playing against each other for it. And, of course, if we throw the Big Ten in there, they're not playing as of right now. They're trying to fix that. Their field's made the petition. I don't know if it's going to do much because – People making those decisions aren't uh, really in and around the game of football. It's not coaches and players and staff members. It's, you know, people on some board. Right. And the people, you got to also take into consideration here, you know, the, I don't think that anybody wanted to cancel or postpone fall sports. You know, I think if, it was, if there was a viable route to take and to have fall sports happen this year, I think they were going to take it. You know, as long as the finances were going to be you know, of course, you're going to take a hit financially regardless. You have to pay for, you know, testing and all the different protocols and safety measures. Uh, so, of course, it's going to raise the cost uh, at, at the collegiate level. Like the professional level, NFL football, uh, MLB, you know, NHL, they're able to take the precautions. They're able to, you know, take the whole, you know, operation and go out to, uh, you know, a bubble situation, whether it be Toronto, whether it be down uh, in Florida. Well, NBA is down in Florida, right? They're, yep. They're at Orlando. The, yeah. Disney World, yeah. Yep. The ESPN Worldwide Sports Arena yep. thing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but, you know, in college, it's, that's a tough ask, you know, for different colleges to go out there and do it. Yeah, um, for sure, because we we emphasize the term that these students, and it's a debate, but we emphasize these athletes are student-athletes. So... Uh, if you just lock them away in some place in a bubble and try to play a season, they're obviously not going to classrooms. <laughs> right. I mean, have, again, it's a nice option to be able to take classes online, right, and still get your money's worth, you know, depending on who you ask. But if it, you're getting your money's worth through online classes. Uh, it's a different feel when you're actually sitting down, you have that face-to-face -face instruction. You know, it's a different Again, we're, this is not the professional level here. A lot of athletes in college, you know, who are, you know, Ohio State, what they have? How many? Ten people get drafted? Yeah. They, they, got, they got a lot of people going to the next level. Um, so they can, you know, they get drafted, they move on. But a lot of people aren't moving on. You know, it's important to get that education here, uh, you know, at, at the collegiate level. And, 
uh, again, for Justin Fields, you know, he wants to have football this year. He does not want to sit on the sideline. Right, because Justin Fields, when he leaves college, is going to be a quarterback in the NFL. He's not going to have your day-to-day 9-to-5 job that you get a college degree for. Right. So that's why, that's why his outlook on it is different than perhaps, I mean, all these college athletes want to play. But Justin Fields doesn't need to worry about because he's going to sign a multi-million dollar contract when he gets drafted, uh, potentially in the first round in the next year's draft. Well, just like him and uh, Trevor Lawrence, you know, those are college football's top two quarterbacks this year. And I mean, you could make an argument that they were college football's you know, one of the top two, maybe last year. I mean, of course, Joe had the crazy ascension. Yeah, I mean, they're both the top, top but, three or four last year, Lawrence and Fields for sure. Yeah. Uh, but you have the top talent in the college ranks, you know, still trying to have it, even though they're going to have a football season, you know, for the majority of their career if everything pans out. You know, I mean, these guys again, they're going to play at the next level and they want to continue to play this year, which I think tells you a lot about them. You know, they they just want to have fun playing football here in college and still fight for that championship. But that's really what the petition is about. That's really what you know he's organizing. Uh, over at Ohio State, because it's Ohio State, it's the players, it's the parents. Um, you know, I gotta imagine the coaches are pushing for it too. I know Ryan Day uh, was not too happy when the season got postponed, and even a couple rumors went out there that they were going to try to have a football season by themselves, uh, which you know Ohio State shut down. Uh, but you know they want to play, and that's why they're putting that petition together. Anyway, we'll take a short break on the sports fan. Of course, our phone lines are always open. You got another call? You got another request? Seven four zero. Five nine two six six four six seven four zero five nine two six six four six. This is the Sportsman presented by JK Contracting. And now a game of commercial chicken brought to you by Progressive, where we see how long Flo can go without talking about insurance. Ready? Go. So, um, have you noticed how everyone's grammar is completely awful now? Like, you know, the texting and the LOLs. Whatever having a punctuation. I mean, drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. Okay, you win. We can't help but save customers money. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it would be too difficult? Then try Babbel. Babbel starts by teaching you words and phrases that gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations. So in 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking a new language in a few weeks. Babbel is built around real life. It teaches you practical conversations that you will actually use. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a language today. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. At Siemens Grocery, their customers expect a wholesome, friendly environment when they walk through the door. With Siemens, they mix a little old with a little new. And that's why they stand out from those big box stores. Quality, convenience, and cleanliness is what you'll find when you walk into Siemens Grocery. Eddie's vision still inspires them today. And that's what makes them special. Siemens Grocery on West Union Street, locally owned since 1951. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. You're listening to the sports fan on 970 WATH. And it's a sports fan right here on the 97s of WATH, 970 AM, 97.1 FM. Those the Mike alongside Joey Medorn. Of course, we've got you up until 7 o'clock today. And you know, we weren't expecting, again, as we were talking off air, you know, there was a Blue Jackets from you know, 2 o'clock this morning. Or I guess that's in the afternoon, right? It's past 12. Uh, but you had the pregame for the Blue Jackets starting at 2. Took you all the way up until about 5.30 where the postgame hit. Then they had a couple of technical uh, snafus. Uh, which shortened their post game, but hey, you know, sports fan at its regular hour. Yeah, that's something that's coming forth, you know, pretty frequently in the next couple weeks. And then, uh, hard to believe, but hopefully we get some high school football back. Uh, of course, we'll know more about that tomorrow. But you know, if high school football gets approved, you know, we've got football Friday nights. We've got you know, game of the week over on our sister station WXTQ Power 105, and then of course the home of Athens football. Uh, basketball and baseball right here on 970 WATH. But still, you know, it's up to Governor Mike DeWine if he approves contact sports. 
And, of course, it's football. You know, it is, that is the one that everybody is wondering about. And there was a story that came across the AP today. Uh, Ohio Lieutenant Governor John Husted has been one of the loudest voices advocating that fall high school sports proceed during the coronavirus pandemic. The former University of Dayton football player has been outspoken on this issue on his personal Twitter account. He tweeted last week that good results can't be expected when sports are taken away from young people. Houston comments come as Governor Mike DeWine is expected uh, Tuesday to announce plans for sports that appear to leave a lot of decision-making to local officials. DeWine Press Secretary Dan Tierney says the two agree on the value of youth sports. And again, that's a 2 o'clock press conference coming tomorrow. Of course, Joey introduces it a little bit every you know, Tuesday and Thursday, uh, listens into it. But still, you know, that's what's expected to come from tomorrow. Does DeWine approve contact sports or not? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I said this last week. I just, I don't know, I would have a hard time believing they'd let them start practicing if they if they weren't optimistic that they were going to come back and eventually let them play. So, and of course, they've been practicing since August 1. And what's today's date now? 17th. 17th. So 17 days of practice. Over two weeks now, they've been practicing out there on the field. I've known some of my friends over at uh, WB have been going out and starting to create stories about some of these teams. I know my Michael Roth, we've had in the program, was at NY today uh, trying to figure out, you know, how they're going to be this year without Mikey Seal and Keegan in the backfield. Um. So it, I don't know. I'll be, I'll be interested to see what the, what kind of the precautions these high schools are taking if they are allowed to have a season. You know, do you fifty percent capacity? Uh, you know, everybody gets sit spaced out. What is how many people are going to be allowed in like the press box when it comes to you know broadcasters and stuff like that? Uh, um, I'm optimistic. I, I you know hopefully we get some good news tomorrow. And of course we got a fall, uh, caller on the line. Caller, you're on the sports fan. Yeah, I got a question for you on that subject. Sure, go ahead. We've had we've had two schools out of the five that I know of, maybe others. Uh, Athens, whose school board unanimously said it's not safe for students to attend school. Uh, three to two vote by Alexander. So if it's not in a controlled situation, safe to attend school, how is it safe to play football? Have you guys ever played the game? Sure have, yep. I mean, and do you not sweat, spit? I mean, uh, not, yeah, you're all, all over everybody. But get hit, it's all over. Yep. That is not in a controlled situation in a classroom. Correct. So, blood, everything. So, how can it be safe to play sports, even soccer, uh, cross country? I had a son ran cross country. That's in uh, a lot of group running together, uh, and when you're not around officials, a little bit of shoving and stuff. But anyhow, how, how can these school boards say that it's not safe for kids to attend a classroom school, which, and you said before, it's it's important. I mean, I, I played high school sports, and it is. It's it is. It's, it's, a, it's a learning thing. It teaches you a lot of different things. But, you know, it's like you guys had talked about earlier, so does classroom. Right. Uh, education. Yeah. Well, I can. So, how in the world can you you determine that it's not safe to be in a classroom, but you can play high school sports? Well, I can tell you that you know we have uh, you know that from nine to ten in the morning we have the party line with Dave Palmer and Scott Daly, and one of their guests uh, not too long ago was Tom Gibbs, and how Gibbs was explaining this is that you know it is going to be a safer environment for these kids to be playing underneath the high school umbrella rather than them trying to go out and play sports for different areas you know i wouldn't be surprised you know if people wanted to play football they'll be playing football maybe just outside in an open grass fields with friends with no precautions taken at all uh so i, I don't think that you that, can take the activities uh, away but yeah you can but you know, there's, there's, look what happened. I mean, after July 4th, they brought, you know, 400 athletes back from OU that were supposed to be quarantined to campus, which didn't quarantine campus. And there was hundreds and hundreds of new cases of COVID. Right. I mean, um, that kind of, you know, that people's going to go out and play sports in an open field. That's a lame excuse. I'm sorry. You know, he's, that. 
that just doesn't set right. If that's his excuse, well, I I'm mean, that, sorry. I'm that, not, that's lame. I don't want to put words you know, in his mouth. He was saying it's a safer way to bring back sports if it's for the high school rather than kids trying to go out and do it you know, through other means. If there's a club sport, if there's something else outside of the school that's going to be safer through the high school to do the precautions. And, you know, I think... Is there any club sport like that in this area? I don't know of any or never have known of any. I don't know. I mean, Joe, you heard any... Uh... Exactly. Yeah. There, There is no club sports of that. Now, would there be anything startup? I doubt it. But, okay, well, okay, let's say that the community, a uh, small group of uh, families decide to have a, a indoor schooling thing, an indoor education club. Wouldn't it be safer to have it in the school if you want to use that analogy? I mean, yeah. I mean, if we're going to use that yeah, analogy, exactly. sure. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I, I, think, I think these schools have not thought this out well. Uh, maybe politics are playing a little more into it than what they're willing to admit, but I think they're showing their card when they try to say that athletics, especially football or soccer. Now, okay, golf, eh, I could I could see that. And I you think know, golf you, has you started already, yeah. Dip. You you can you can yeah, exactly. And I, I, I can understand where you can have your social distancing with that. That makes sense. But I've watched other sports and and for and I, I'm not please don't take this wrong. It's, oh, yeah. you're just referring to what you heard. But for a superintendent to come up with that analogy for sports is almost laughable. And again, I mean we would have to I can go out and I can post the link so you can hear it yourself. You know, I didn't listen to the full interview but I was you know referencing the show and of course I'll, I'll put it out there on uh I'd like, sports I'd fan. like to go and, and listen to that i really would yeah so be sure to stay tuned uh on twitter uh and I'll, I'll post a link to it in the uh, wxtq sports page as well so you can listen to the interview with tom gibbs and dave palmer uh, on the party line uh that way you know you can make you can listen to it yourself you can hear it uh and you can make the judgments there um i, I appreciate it yeah of course um, I appreciate the job you guys do. Thank you. Yep. Always thank, thank thanks you. for the call. Um, but yeah, he, yep. he, he poses a, he poses a great question. Definitely poses a great question. Um, right, and, and you know that's kind of been the thing since this all started, right? You know, just um, we, you knew there was going to be the pushback of well, if you can't go to school, how are you going to play sports? You know what I mean? Because you know, me and you both go to OU. They're trying the school part of it before the sports. You know, the Mac canceled the season. And we've seen pictures of them trying to uh, corona-proof, I guess you would call it, classrooms where, you know, certain spots are X'd out. You can only sit in certain seats. you got to be spaced out from people, wear a mask in class and things like that. Obviously, some of us aren't com- Not a lot of students are coming back for phase one. Um, but they're trying to figure out the, the, uh, the classroom part of it before the sports part of it. Whereas it seems like at the high school level, it's, you know, let's just get... Back to playing sports, and we'll figure out the school part later. Now, the one thing, I mean, just to play a little bit of devil's advocate, right? I mean, you're not talking about bringing in 200, 300, 400 kids, or however big you know the high school is, all into one classroom area. Uh, hey, know, and, and, I hear and being you. Closer than six feet, right? I mean, you're talking about groups of people. You start small, and then open up later on. And I, I think I remember in that interview saying, listen, they're going to reassess, you know, what Athens will do, you know, towards the second half of the year, maybe. Or, you know, I think after maybe it's OU or maybe it's, you know, Athens, but, you know, September 28th or beyond, I think they're going to look and see, you know, what is the situation now? And then what is the situation when we get there? If the situation is better and we can bring more people on and we can do it safely, then I think they're going to reopen, uh, you know, schools and stuff. And, you know, get that back in but um, he, he brings up a good point it's tough with these with fall sports because you start practicing before school starts right so you know it's uh you can't just if they're if they're going to say tomorrow we are having a football season and you decided as a coach to wait around and we're like you just said now nah, we're just going to stay home not practice at all and we'll see if there's going to be a season because they still plan on starting on time if there is a season based on the plan the ohsaa 
uh, gave with the six-game regular season, and then everybody makes the playoffs and all that stuff. So had you sat out these last couple of weeks, you would have missed that practice time because you're still going to play a game the first Friday, first Friday night, which is the 28th. Right. You know, it's so it's 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 tough, uh, it, and it's hard to I think justify at times to say they need to play sports, but maybe we shouldn't send them back in the classroom because even though you can be spaced out in the classroom, as soon as you switch classes and things like that, everyone's in the hallway right next to each other. Um, what happens if a kid doesn't bring his mask to school? He forgets it, you know. It's or what about lunch rooms, right? Like you go yeah, to the cafeteria. You know, I mean, some people depend on you know, even for me growing up over in New Jersey, people depended on those meals. Yeah, you know, and people would have to go into the cafeteria. I mean, you share the the boards, right? I mean, it's the uh, I don't know. Has it changed? I don't know. I mean, you were closer to. We're only like a year apart, but you, know, you get the uh, you get the tray, you get the food put on, you get to pick. You we know, didn't have reusable trays. No, where I went to school. Yeah, I think I forget if I had reusable trays or not. But still, like, you know, it's different areas like a lunchroom, like the gymnasium, yeah. like you know, even art class or any of the specialties plus any of the classroom teachers. I mean, gym class. Yeah, same. Like, gym class, same as sport. You know, sometimes you're playing basketball or football or whatever, and you're still all right next to each other and stuff like that. Right. Like my mom's a. K through five physical education teacher, right? I mean, those those are young kids. And you know, she is one because he said physical education teacher, right? <laughs> gym teacher. I mean, well, you get corrected if you say gym teacher to uh, right. But physical education, and, and she's coming up with different ways through Zoom and through, you know, other means. You know, watch a video, do this. You know, jump it up up and down ten times. I don't, this I don't know how you know any of these teachers are are able to do it, especially at that young of an age, yeah. to try to get up to. You know, get your physical activity in because I mean that's important too. You, know, you can't just sit around all day and and uh, you know think about math or you know, think about English or any of the other subjects. It's important to get up and walk around for for your health too. But I guess you just can't do that close to somebody else. Yeah. And again, it's a good point. With football, you're in the trenches down there. There's a reason why they call it the trenches. You know, everybody's on top of everybody. Uh, you know, and the whole goal is to tackle the guy with the football, right? You got to bring him down. So you have to be less than six feet away to do that. Um, again, it's a tiff, it's a tough, difficult decision to make, and you know it's expected that Dewine will make that decision tomorrow. What I do like about it is that it seems that there's going to be enough flexibility where if a school district deems it unsafe, they can just cancel their season. Yeah, it gives them that option, and I think they always had that option, right? I mean, it's yeah, that's been choice. pretty general since the beginning. Yeah, I mean, you know, early on we were talking about it, it seemed like Athens maybe would be one of the schools that would decide not to have a football season. Right, I mean, it is tough because you do have the college, and they are bringing people back. Whoever's in phase one, right? I mean, you bring them back through phase one, and you have an increased population here, and these students are coming from anywhere, you know. Uh, across, across the country, across the world, um, but again, you know, hopefully people do the right thing. If they're coming back to campus, hopefully they do the right thing. And I will post that link again. That's going to be W A T H W X T Q Sports uh, on Twitter, so you can listen to Tom Gibbs. You can hear the whole interview with him and uh, Dave Palmer. Uh, of course, that happened on the party line. I forget what day it happened, but. You know, you can go out, you can listen to it. I'll even try to cut it up and make sure that, you know, you get that whole interview part so you get to listen and make the decision for yourself. Because I last thing that I want to do is put words in his mouth, put words in anybody else's mouth. Uh, but the way that, you know, I remember hearing it was that, you know, it's going to be safer if they come back and participate through yeah, high the, school. Yeah, the point was, was. The, 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 yeah. these kids are going to hang out with each other anyway if... Uh if they're not playing sports and they're going to be outside doing, going wherever, uh, at least if they have them playing a sport, you can control where they are at, at certain times, I think is what you, you were getting at. Right. I mean, you have a little bit more of a safety net, a little bit more control if it's through, you know, somebody who has the, their best interests and best, you know, the ability to keep them safe, right? But again, we'll let you make your own decisions. We'll let you listen to the whole interview and we'll post that again on WATHWXTQ Sports. That's on Twitter and I'll also post a link to it on our Facebook group chat uh, WXTQ Sports. You can listen to the full interview and then uh, you know make make your own decisions.
because you know what, what's better to, to do you know go to the source see what he said and make the determination for yourself we got another break to take into the sportsman we'll come back we'll wrap up the show coming up next you're listening to the sportsman on 970 and 97.1 fm wath at ohio health we believe you should feel safe and comfortable while managing your health care needs that's why we've put all the tools you need right at your fingertips in the ohio health app Use it to refill prescriptions, access your medical records, and learn more about our telehealth video visits, all without leaving the safety and comfort of your home. Download our app today at ohiohealth.com slash mobile app. Hi, I'm Willie, and I have some tips for parents to keep us kids safe this summer. Around water, a responsible adult should constantly be watching young children. Teach kids to swim. Swimming lessons can keep kids safe from drowning. Never ever leave infants, children, or pets in a park car even if the windows are cracked open use sunscreen every time you go outside use 30 or higher and reply every two hours make sure you stay hydrated by drinking plenty of water these tips have been brought to you by athens county children's services have a fun and safe summer athens county the thought of my sons growing up without me inspired me to quit smoking I talked to my doctors, and then I threw away all my cigarettes, ashtrays, and lighters. I started exercising instead of smoking. Staying away from alcohol when I was first quitting was key. I kept on trying. Learned something each time. Do whatever it takes. No matter how many times it takes. We did it. So can you. For free help, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and CDC. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Local teams, local opinions. The Sports Fan on 970 WATH. And back inside for the Sports Fan for the final six minutes of the program. Of course, we'll come your way. Not tomorrow. We got the Ohio State Coaches Show or the, the kickoff show. Even though there's no football happening tomorrow, there's no football happening in the Big Ten yet. I mean, we'll see where that petition goes. Uh, there still will be the kickoff show for Ohio State football. Uh, I'm sure you'll get a lot more information about it uh, during tomorrow's program, but that'll be from 6.02 uh, all the way up until about you know, 6.58. Uh, so that'll take precedence over the sports fan. We'll throw it to them tomorrow. Uh, and then, of course, sports fans coming your way Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, especially if the Reds continue to be postponed. Uh, still have not heard any update on the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, I mean, you haven't seen anything, right, Joey? I mean, the Reds have not... Uh... No, no, I haven't seen a thing. So we're still waiting to see if they will have a game. Um, but if they do, of course, we'll let you know right here. Uh, switching over to football, right? This is the uh, NFL. Cleveland Browns star running back Nick Chubb is being evaluated for concussion after being tackled on the first day. Players were in pads. Chubb, who rushed for 1,494 yards last season, was taken down after catching a short pass by linebacker Mac Wilson during Monday's workout. A few minutes later, Chubb walked slowly from the field into the team's training facility with a trainer to be checked. A team spokesman said Chubb is being examined for a possible head injury. Before practice, first-year coach Kevin Stefanski said he had spoken to his players about not being overly aggressive. Uh, but it sounds like during today's practice, Chubb, uh, gets banged up a little bit and yeah. potentially has a concussion. Not good from your star running back. Yeah, that's an easy way to get cut if you're an on-the-fringe player, uh, if you want to hurt the uh, the star running back. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's you know that's kind of how training camp goes. Obviously, uh, the goal every year is to get through it, you know, without any injuries, be 100% by the time you get into the regular season. But uh, that's extremely difficult, especially, you know, 
in the training camp setting, you got guys fighting for not only spots on the team, but fighting for a starting spot or, you know, a chance to get on the field more often. So sometimes you just fly around a little bit on the offensive defensive side, and uh, some guys, you know, get tangled up. Some injuries happen. Um, you know, training camp's all about getting out of it without, without any of your starters being hurt. Uh, luckily, I mean, I don't know how severe of a concussion it would be, but usually that's a, you know, one, two-week injury if you have a mild concussion. So, obviously, we have time for Chubb to get back and get healthy if you're a Browns fan um, because uh, the way Stefanski ran the football with Dalvin Cook last year up in Minnesota, you would assume Chubb would be a, a key fixture in the offense this season. And uh, I think they want to get Baker Mayfield's throws down after the, the tough season he had last year when he was throwing the ball, you know, 35, 40, 45 times a game. Right. And again, Chubb's going to be an impact player for them. I mean, if they, it seemed like the the Browns got better during the off season. Uh, of course, you know, after last year, you'd hope they'd get better. Uh, but I, I don't think they got worse. And you know, Chubb would be one of those pivotal guys to play a big role. Uh, you know, who's their their backup? I mean, they've got uh, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, Kareem Hunt. You know, so Hunt I think can still do a good job in the backfield. But I mean, Chubb was just a workhorse. You know, he got all those yards, and he almost had. Uh, I mean, the, uh, he had he had the rushing title up until Derrick Henry had a crazy last couple weeks of the season. Yeah, I was about to say, like he is, you know, one of the most talented running backs in the league right and now. And he was getting, you know, significantly less carries than Derrick Henry. I mean, Chubb was not the key fixture in the offense last year. There were times he would be only getting, you know, twelve, thirteen, fourteen carries, and he'd still run for eighty, ninety yards. I mean, he made the most of his opportunities, and you know, it, it, I think it'd be a big blow for the Browns if they do not have Chubb. Uh, I also saw uh, a little bit of a, a groin injury or something happened where A.J. Green was being stretched out during a practice. But, of course, if Green can't go or if Green's banged up a little bit, uh, then that's going to be worrisome for the Bengals. Yeah. Well, you know, I think, you know, A.J. Green's had kind of the injury bug throughout these last few seasons. I think it had a, uh, a big thing to do with them going out and drafting uh, the, the Clemson kid in the second round. I can't think of his name right now. T. Higgins? Yeah, Higgins. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I had a big. I mean, because I think you look past the core, past AJ Green. Obviously, at his best, AJ Green's a top five receiver in the game. Um, but you got T. Higgins now. You have Ty, uh, Tyler Boyd, who's been good. Auden Tate came on strong at times last year. Still got John Ross, who they're still hoping uh, pans out as he was a high draft pick. And uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, it's it's nothing major because you know Burrow's going to want to have that that uh, that veteran presence of the security blanket this year. And he's already getting compliments. I know the uh, somebody on the offensive line, you can check out the article on the WXTQ Sports Group Chat or Group Facebook. Uh, but, I mean, people, he's getting paid the high compliments. So that's always encouraging to see when it's coming from another teammate. This has been the Sports Fan right here on 970 97.1 FM, WATH. Or Joey Medor. This is Connor Mills signing off. No Sports Fan tomorrow. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. And also stay tuned because we'll have the... Uh, different uh the the show for tom gibbs posted as well w-a-t-h-w-x-t-q sports we'll see you tomorrow